0: Hello and welcome to The Drop-In. My name is Agatha.
1: And hello, I'm Tanya. And today we are interviewing Agatha, getting to know Agatha. So let's drop in. So Yay. co-hosts of The Drop-In, last week Agatha interviewed me. I hope you all enjoyed that episode. I know I myself loved sharing more about who I am. And as we said, there is um, a quote that kind of holds the space for why we're doing this, and I'm going to share that with you by Orbook. Anytime you reveal personal information to someone else, it increases intimacy between you and the other person. And so today, hopefully, you get to know Agatha a little better. So, okay, thanks. Welcome, babe. <laughs> um, Thank let's you. Start with just like how would you introduce, introduce yourself to a stranger or to someone you've just met?
0: Yeah. Um, I think I'm usually quite reserved at first. I like to observe the room a lot before I kind of, um, take things like kind of give too much away. So that's something maybe that you didn't know about me, um, especially at like a big party or something like that. I'm usually not the one that shares too much, um, especially in a new setting, um so I'd probably just sit in a corner and observe for a while and then if someone came up to me I'd be like hey I'm Agatha um yeah here for the first time I don't know like uh, um yeah you just say your name Mm -hmm. I'm just a yoga teacher if they'd ask me what I do Mm -hmm. um I also do a bunch of Tarot reading. So I, I usually define myself by what I do for work, which is I think something we all do. Mm. Um yeah, I have a husband, I have a, a spoodle pup, um who I adore, called Nelson. Um live in my house in Western Sydney. Um that's me. <laughs>
1: In Beautiful. a nutshell. I'm not sure I mean, I'd say
0: that to a new person, but, you know. Yeah. That's, that's me just so- in a nutshell so you have a bit of context. <laughs> um, and what's
1: your astrology, human design, any other systems you want to share? I'm really interested in letting getting to know my Enneagram, but I haven't figured it out yet. So,
0: yeah. yeah and
1: um, to share with us so we get a bit of an insight into your wholeness.
0: Yeah. I'm an Aries sun. Um Leo moon Pisces rising and then I'm a self-projected projector I don't know the numbers um (laughs) but yeah I think I identify a little bit more with um the astrology side of things Mm. especially in like the recent probably since I turned 30 I feel like that Pisces rising really hit um Mm. And I think for the first 30 years, and I still have very Aries tendencies, but I was very like fiery um and maybe a little bit burning too bright. Um, mm. whereas like I hit 30, I felt like I sat like I mellowed out a bit. There was more subtleness kind of coming through, um, mm. which I think is that Pisces rising. Yeah. And then almost... the Leo Moon. Um my auntie who's an astrologer and like has been reading my card since I was born. And she's, she's always been like that. Leo moon is not a great placement because the moon is often what we hide about ourselves or like what is internal. And Leo is very much the opposite of that. Um, so Leo, all heart. Is Leo is all heart. Yeah. And <sighs> likes to be seen. And so it's kind of this like um, a bit of a, juxtaposition yeah juxtaposition of like wanting to be seen but not being too bright or that kind of thing and I can definitely um resonate with that within myself Mm, that dance (laughs) within yeah amazing and to kick off the bat like and touch
1: base in the present moment how are you doing for real at the moment
0: yeah I'm doing good I have some exciting news to share Mm. Um, And I am five months pregnant, (laughs) (laughs) which um, Tanya, you already knew. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's the first time I'm kind of sharing in like a a public space. So that feels scary, but exciting at the same time to kind of be at that point. Um, I feel a bit... uh, I've been feeling really unwell, to be honest. Mm. <laughs> I'm so, if we're talking about how I really feel, I'm just really nauseous and a lot of, you know, pregnancy symptoms and extremely tired. Um, so, it's been a, a bit of a dance recently to just be in the world and just show up for the daily tasks. Um, but overall, I'm feeling excited and grateful because it has been quite a journey, I guess, to get to this point for me and my Mm -hmm. husband. Um, So, yeah, there's a bit of, like, uh, protection as well around sharing that news. Um, So I'm happy to be doing it in this space that feels, like, intimate and safe and, um, you know, the people who need to listen to it will kind of thing. Mm. (laughs) Thank yeah. you
1: so much for sharing that with us all. And congratulations, babe. Um, and so is there anything kind of around, I mean, it's such a big piece, but is there anything around the the rest of your life and that part included that has, that you've expected or that you didn't expect? And it might be woven into the same theme, you know, being five months pregnant and navigating first trimester and all of that, or it might be really different. What have um, you expected? What haven't you expected recently in life?
0: Yeah, I think um, I expected this in the in the sense of, like, it's something we've been wanting for a while. Mm. Um, but there was also that fear of maybe it just wasn't going to happen. Um, so there was, again, that little dance and, you know, protecting ourselves in that regard. Um, things I haven't expected or maybe have caught me by surprise. Um, trying to think. Um, I think there's a lot of like small things that happened that I can't really put my finger on one or more of them. But I think mm. there's been a lot of like little invitations that have come through, maybe through work, um, which have been – Good. I started working for um, a society, I think it was earlier this year, um, for women with domestic violence and that's been, kind of came up unexpectedly. Mm. I guess it kind of surprised me um, just the way the introduction came about and it's been work that I've really been enjoying. Um, and then, yeah. have been I teaching
1: think- yoga and meditation with those women? yes
0: yep. yes i have been mm-hmm. teaching yoga and meditation and it's been a good opportunity to kind of use my more trauma-informed training as well um and I think like the other stuff is like probably at the end of last year I I feel like something really shook up in me um in terms of just like understanding the capacity of my energy mm. um and surprising myself in my own way like actually noticing oh I have a lot more energy than I gave myself credit um and just how I could manage that so in a way I kind of surprised myself um to to see how that then rolls out into work and life and commitments and things like that yeah
1: yeah that's that's what those sorts of reframes are always big they they're like oh what does this new thought and new belief and new thing that I've just realized about myself mean for how I live my life it's quite exciting as well yeah it was it was
0: it was a good time to kind of step into a new I don't want to say persona but maybe we could say timeline or Mm. yeah this identity of like oh okay um you can actually do more than you think especially Mm. um in the past like having had and I still have it but like autoimmune conditions and a lot of health issues that maybe have slowed me down a little bit in that regard um in terms of my energy um it just offered a new like a reframe for me and that was really empowering to just be able to kind of go out and get what I wanted in the world without really knowing (laughs) it feels
1: like a lot more like a reclamation of your own personal power and more will, you know? Yes. Available. Beautiful. Yeah. And so in shaping the person that you are today, how did you, where did you grow up and how do you think that how you grew up, where you grew up has shaped who you are today sitting with us?
0: Yeah. um, I think, so I'll start from the beginning. Um, Both my parents are Chilean, so South American, Um, And I was born and raised in Sydney, particularly Western Sydney. Um, I think that in itself has really shaped me growing up in like the Western Sydney um, suburbs. Um, And I've always had this like huge Spanish speaking, Chilean speak, like Chilean community surrounding me. Um, And I think that in itself has shaped who I am. Um, in terms of my desire for community, um, my desire for, yeah, just this like gathering of people, um, which I think I am now kind of seeing in my work um, that I do day to day. Um, I think just like having another language as well is something that I carry through me maybe even in the way that I speak and carry myself and my humour sometimes. Um, Yeah, I kind of think in both languages. So I think that um, definitely shapes who I am. And overall, just like both my parents um, being really go-getters, I would say, Um, coming to this country at the age of like 28, 29, so a little bit older, um without the language and I think mum was pregnant with me actually um when she arrived so just like really having to hustle I guess (laughs) um and yeah I think that definitely seeped through in who I was but also who I am in terms of like wanting to go and get Stuff for myself. Um, my dad has his own business. Mum is very entrepreneurial as well. Um, and I think I, I've never really been scared of that side of things of like mm. going out and doing my own thing. Um, maybe because it has been so um, represented, I guess, in my family. Um, so yeah, I'd say that has been like a really strong line. Um, I'd also say there's been a lot of unlearning in some of the things Um, so you know this hustle culture or needing to get ahead um, I've kind of rewritten that for myself in terms of like being okay to rest and take time to kind of pause and reassess what it is that I want um, and then hitting go. Or hitting play, if you will. Um, and I think that's kind of what I was touching on as well, around like the the having the energy and that spurt of um momentum, I guess. Mm. Like I think I've I think I got a bit stuck on pause for a really long time with all these rest practices and this idea of being a projector. Um and yeah, maybe just like my my general well-being and my illness and health and all of that stuff kind of wrapped me up into this little rest nest, which is a beautiful place to be. But I also knew I had that other side of me as well, which is like the go side. Um, okay. So I think I've just been like playing with with the rewriting of old stories of like having to not stop and then the – Um, almost rewriting of this news story, which is like, I must rest at all times.
1: (laughs) Finding that, yeah, the harmony between the two. And I do think as well, when you have those two stories, having then gone through, you know, forced government lockdowns, it makes it really Mm -hmm. difficult to nurture and feed the other story when one is just like self-perpetuating, like it's just feeding itself like the the rest one. So I think that has an impact on everyone and on yourself yeah, as well. I really sure. love what you were saying then there about like untangling from the hustle and the go-getter that was like represented incredibly in your parents, but also you needed to kind of make sure that you rewrote it for a way that felt good in your body and for you as your life. And so I just wanted to ask like, what is your definition of success and maybe what does success mm. feel like as well for you?
0: Yeah, I think I've like, um, I kind of spoke about this maybe even in an episode, but I know I spoke to it maybe to a friend how recently I feel like success just means being present, being happy, um, enjoying what I have in front of me rather than, you know, aspiring to more all the time, which I mm. think um has been maybe something that was depicted um in my family um which i think is fine if that's you know if you understand again that that's the story you're running with um mm. but yeah i think for now i'm just like at a place where i i have my home i have my husband you know um i have a really wonderful group of friends um, I feel like that is enough. <laughs> that to, is success. Yeah. yeah, to kind of enjoy the goodness, um, and it kind of makes me think of like uh, the Maslow hierarchy of needs. It's like you know, I have the things that make me feel safe, and mm. now it's just like aspirational things. Which even the aspirational things, like I feel like I have. Um, a lot of those as well and Mm -hmm. I guess I'm really lucky in that regard but at the moment like there's not, there hasn't been anything that I've been desiring you know that feeling where you're like oh I just need to go get that thing I need to work towards that thing there hasn't been that drive and I guess that the biggest thing for me is maybe like starting a family Mm -hmm. um and now that feels like it's kind of on its way or in production Mm -hmm. um (laughs) and so yeah I guess I feel lucky that I can kind of say all that and I I don't take it for granted at all to to know that maybe all that hard work is paying off and now I can just enjoy it (laughs) beautiful
1: I love that and in kind of shaping that for yourself, I feel like your priorities and your values and your belief systems would really hold you and um, have informed you in that process. So do you wanna share with us what is your highest priority in
0: life? My highest priority, Um, it's interesting. I feel like it shifts all the time, depending what I'm doing. Um, But I think I often strive for excellence, (laughs) Um, which I don't know if it's a good priority, but I just like to be present as well um, in everything that I do. And I think similar to the answer you gave last week, um, it's just like making sure that I can show up as the best version of myself. And that is the that well, excellence. That's like that yeah. embodiment of the excellence. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what I mean by excellence. It's like showing up as wholly as I can. Um, and sometimes that means I'm not. Sometimes it's just like also being honest with where I'm at um, with maybe if I'm meeting a friend and just saying, look, I'm feeling a bit down, but I still want to see you or um you know, delaying a project by a few weeks because something isn't sitting right or, you know, within reason, but there's an excellence of showing up for myself as well in order to then show up for others. And so, yeah, I guess like honouring my energy, honouring my boundaries um, so that I can then give from a full cup rather than a half-hearted one (laughs) Mm, and it doesn't always happen but yeah it's something that i think i i try to find the time for to yeah to um to nourish myself to cultivate that that quality of understanding what i need in each moment in order for that quote-unquote excellence to be um manifested yeah Mm. amazing and
1: when we you think about your relationships with the world with others um, how do you
0: show kindness to others Mm. um I think like an extension to that is showing up completely um Mm. and I think I I'd like to think I'm a generous person um as well so I give of myself like there's no real filter. Once you're in, you're in. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I think I'm very open in that regard of, like, letting you into my world um, and just, yeah, taking people under my wing, if you will, and kind of understanding their other's needs as well is something that I feel i um, is how I show kindness of just like giving people time and space and allowing them to speak to me in in a comfortable setting and I don't know maybe like just honouring the honouring where other people are at as well is something I think I allow for kindness to seep through. So I like seeing others is maybe something that I would say there. Yeah, it's I the like other. a roundabout. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so. and like.
1: Your responsiveness to people as well, I think, is really important. Like, you don't get that in everyone in the world, and I think that's something mm. I really value from you is your responsiveness in all ways. But um, there is a back and forth um, of nurturing a relationship with communication, with responsiveness of time and energy, with choosing to show up in that excellence. And then, um, yeah, I just wanted to share that. And then the generosity piece, I do remember when a few years ago you could see me struggling with my website and you were just like, and I guess that also you might want to share that you have another business as well to ones that maybe people are aware of on this platform. And you were like, girl, I'm gonna. We're gonna do this. It's like pro bono. I'm gonna show you yeah. how to build a website, and she really did take me under her wing and just help me get over the line with something that I really wanted to manifest, but I was just really stuck in in getting it mm. to my website to be clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: thank, thank you, for, you for reminding me that I did that. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, sometimes we forget the things we do, but yeah, mm. I think that's like a, a good example of like when I see um, people are maybe in pain or struggling or having a conundrum within themselves like a, my my instinct is to like help and mm. like has always been um and not to the point where I like overextend myself or um give too much of myself but I help in the way that I know is going to be of most value for both of us, Mm. um, in the, in the way of like, I know I'm helping by just offering this or by showing up in this way or, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting, I don't know what the word for it is, but it's, um, it's probably like the thing that I would say the most. So thanks for reiterating that. And yeah, my, um, My other business, my past life, I would say, is um, advertising. So I, with my husband, who's um, also past life and continues to be a little bit on the side, a graphic designer, um, we kind of started our own business maybe, I don't know, eight years ago, just doing websites, social media, that kind of thing. And every now and again I'll dip my toe in if there's like a, a project that feels exciting enough for me to jump mm. on, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Thanks for
1: sharing that, love. Um, so I wanted to just ask, what makes you feel energised in life?
0: Mm. Having time, mm. having space, <laughs> um, not being overcommitted things mm. um yeah like being able to give myself the rituals the downtime the routine that I need to kind of mm. then deliver on all these other things like be it exercise in the morning or having a slow breakfast or um I don't know, pulling a tarot card or whatever like that. I need those moments of like uh, sanctity, if you will, Mm. for myself. Um, They're just like so important to me. Um, And every day doesn't look exactly the same, but I, I feel like I always carve out something, whether it be having like breakfast with my husband that always feels really nice in the morning if we manage to like time it mm. um where we're both up at around the same time or yeah sometimes it's just like being out in nature as well um there's a bunch of stuff but it usually feels slower and then therefore it gives me energy and it just makes me think
1: as well as almost you could look at your day or your week and just see the spaces. And then that mm. feels, that gives you that, oh, this looks really manageable and I can, I know I've got time to take care of myself and do the things I love in there as opposed to it looking too full and then that creating that kind of contraction energy of like, this yeah. is going to be a lot. When
0: am I going to do me, you know? Yeah. So I like yeah. that. Um, yeah, it's like exactly what happens when I look at my diary And I don't, I see that I don't have enough time to have that breathing space. Mm. Um, I'd say, yeah, it constricts me more than um, makes me thrive. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then what are
1: um, some things you maybe do or, you know, situations that make you feel at peace or peaceful?
0: Yeah, I think it's like like, you know, Yeah, Um, I'd say it's very similar to what also makes me feel energised, but in addition to um, the practices at the moment that are really guiding me towards this more peaceful state, definitely Yoga Nidra. I just finished like a six-month container with one of my teachers and it feels like a practice that has really transformed um a lot of my thoughts beliefs etc and so um yeah like the main thing that she always says is yoga nidra is like a practice for dissolving Mm. um and I really feel like it's leading me dissolving like those thought patterns and like those kind of things that we as humans tie ourselves to um, and leading me more into this peaceful state of just like bliss body vibes um and yeah I would say that peace just feels like being um content in who I am at all times
1: Mm, yeah quite special as well that that container that yoga Nitra container has held you through your pregnancy as well
0: yeah, honestly, um I had like a massive um realization. We did like a a last a 3-day um, online retreat a few weeks back and um we shared a lot of stuff, like everyone shared something that'd been going on in the last 5 months and um yeah, it was like really special to share that and a lot of a lot of stuff came up around um, the idea of the mother, which um, is also something that you that is taught in Yoga Nidra, the goddess is the mother and all of this stuff. So it feels like I've been held by the mother as I'm becoming mm. one. So really special.
1: Very special. Um, I want to just shift gears a little to like a greater reflection on your life and the lessons that life always gives us. Um, be them the easy ones or the hard ones or the ones that you know initiate us or help make help us make moves Um, but what lessons have you had to learn the hard way in this lifetime?
0: Hard way I think Mm -hmm. um, I think one of them is around patience Mm. um that things will come in their time and there have been like lots of micro moments that have taught me that but then also some bigger moments I guess like past relationships um maybe even career and having to kind of navigate the the distaste of advertising I had for a really long time, um, and just not really knowing my place in the world. Um, and just the impatience that I felt on not knowing. Mm. Um, I think that is uh, a really big one. I think, um maybe also weaved in through like what I was talking about with family earlier on is how, there was this desire to make it um, and this I think kind of perpetuated itself or has perpetuated itself in me as impatience and wanting things to happen immediately. Mm. Um, But I think there's um, I'm just like I look back at that person who was so impatient and I definitely see that she is minute now. Like I don't, I don't feel like the same version of that. Um, I feel like I'm very patient now, and to the point where, like, um, you know, I was teaching a few months back, um, and one of my students was like, "Oh, you're so patient," and like I was like, "Oh, am I?" Like it was kind of like a reassurance of mm. um, like that I had kind of overcome that in a way. Um, So, yeah, I'd say that is like a big one and, uh, you know, a constant unlearning because I definitely see that side of me still come up in certain situations, like I'm not floating on air at all times.
1: (laughs) Um, And then what would you feel that your lesson in this lifetime is? mm,
0: Oh, such a big question and... I'm not too sure that I know the answer just a hundred percent yet, mm. but I think something I've been thinking about in like the prep to this conversation, knowing that that is kind of one of the questions um, is ancestry. And mm. um, yeah, just this undoing of trauma that, has I think unknowingly or knowingly been in my lineage. Um, and I think I'm I've been kind of summoned to do the work for all the women that came before me. Mm. Um, and yeah, there's just like every time I kind of crack a new layer on on that realization, something else reveals itself. So even through this like pregnancy as well, there's been a few realizations on like the trauma that um, my ancestors have carried in the past um, around childbearing and just being mothers and things like that. Um, But also just in general about being a woman in South American culture and how I'm like essentially the first one to not be in that culture um, so just a lot, I think, of untangling of trauma um, for my feminine lineage, I would say, mm. which is like big, but I think I'm still kind of learning about what that means.
1: Yeah, that's special. Yeah. Um, so the question you love, though, so, <laughs> knowing that this is your work, would you rather go back in time to meet your ancestors or travel into the future? to meet your descendants?
0: Yeah I'm struggling with the answer for this one actually because obviously as I was saying like I feel so connected to my ancestors and I've done a lot of you know work to find out things about them and I'm really lucky in the in the way that I've still got my grandmother who's 91 so she has a lot of like memory of a lot of things others don't have. Um, So I feel like in a way I've kind of filled in a lot of the gaps of these people. Um, But I do wish I had a bit more of the traditions of like the Indigenous sides um, which have been lost through time. Um, So there's a desire in that regard, but I'm kind of in this threshold at the moment where I'm like, in the process of you know creating the next generation and I think as I become a mother there might be this deeper desire to go in that direction yeah so I don't know if I can answer it fully <laughs> I think the knowing our
1: impact I feel like is a very human like yeah. desire
0: more so but than I, there is that us. I don't know I am I am very interested in my past and always have Mm. been Um, and I think the main reason for me to go back um, in that direction would be this understanding of the more indigenous traditions which Mm. I just don't have as much access to um, you know through the internet or even like if I was to go to Chile there's just a bit of a barrier to entry I guess Um, so that is like my main thing. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I, when I first wrote that question, I was like, oh, obviously ancestors, but now it feels like it might lean towards the other way a little bit more. (laughs) Cool. Yeah.
1: And this year, how have you changed the most over the last year? I feel like you touched on this a little, but just kind of, yeah. Again.
0: Um, this year, um, yeah, definitely I would say that the piece on the, the pause and momentum uh, around maybe that self-belief and that changing of, oh, I need to be kind of sit in this box to then like maybe opening the lid on that box and kind of having a bit more space um, to do the things. I think last year I moved through a lot of grief as well. Um, Mm. So, you know, trigger warning, but I had a miscarriage last year and that was a huge thing for me to navigate um, in terms of just, like, my relationship with my body, um, my mental health, um, just... Uh, you know the list is endless and just like the kind of growing around that grief um and I think now this year there's been like um maybe a rebirth of my of possibility I would say yeah yeah, you've um, gone and def- yeah definitely and still the grief exists the fear exists um you know, the anxieties exist, but there's a, a quality of possibility, I would say mm. this year. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to witness yourself as
1: well in the, the journey through that, through it and through the layers of it and be like, okay, mm. there's, I'm in another layer of it. And it's nice to be in this layer and not those other heavier
0: layers. Yeah. And even. I'm, I'm still very thankful for those other layers in in lots of ways because they taught me so much about myself Mm -hmm. yeah
1: amazing so I just want to see where we're going to go next and I think this is a nice question to ask Um, people in your life that you you know we're always interacting with others how can someone earn your trust and is there certain things that maybe people's can do to lose your trust so Mm. a bit of back and forth yeah
0: um definitely honesty for me is Mm -hmm. like my number one um and not to the point where you're just like having to be the most vulnerable person at all times but just like yeah showing up in the way that I also show up for you as well is kind of um something that i not expect but like i think i am worthy of i'd yeah. say just like having that regard for um time i hate when people are late and you know i'm i'm guilty of it as well i was 10 minutes late to this interview um <laughs> the first time ever i'm always late i was <laughs> um, um, like 2 minutes late <laughs> um things like that but I think just honesty for me is really clear having transparency on situations so you know even though I was like running late I kind of sent a message and just let Tanya know so that she could could you know take her time didn't need to rush as well um
1: those little and things I that you can yeah respect people and that do build a trust in someone. You know, I trust that yeah you will keep me informed and be open and you know I really yeah. understand that.
0: Yeah, and it's just like it doesn't have to be like we're revealing every part of ourselves. That's what I'm kind of getting to. It's mm. like we just honor the person and their time and um yeah their space. I think because kind of as you, we were kind of talking about the, the thing that I strive for is having like, or well, the thing that energizes me is like having that space and time as well. It like, it is so precious to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I like to honor that within everyone's space. And so I hope that others can do the same for me. Um, and when, when they don't, I obviously have to set boundaries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah
1: yeah um thank you for sharing that I want to shift to we're getting caught kind of towards the end of our questions here but with your work and your career and the magic you put out in the world um would you say
0: you're a work to live gal or a live to work person (laughs) I I never like I, I don't know what happens with my brain when those things come out but like um the one where I work and then I live, <laughs> work
1: to live. Yeah, so it's yeah. Like working so that you can live your life. Woo.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Although, like maybe previously it was the other way around, um, mm. because I didn't realize there was another way. Mm. Um, Ignorance is bliss, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so again, relearned that for myself that there was another way. Um, and yeah, I think I think there's only so much money can offer us, you know, this this feeling of safety and possibility um and chances, but also like yeah, I wanna like enjoy what I've got and what I've worked for. Yeah. Um otherwise it's no fun. Uh <laughs> yeah. And so, does the work you
1: do, maybe you want to go into it, does your job, yeah. your job make you feel happy and fulfilled? Why? Why not?
0: Yeah. Um, I feel like my job is very varied at the moment. And I'm also feeling like I'm going through a very transformative period on what it's going to look like in the future. Um, I guess for obvious reasons, but also just. Yeah, I'm in this in this phase of like, okay, I'm going to have to not work for a while, um, which is exciting but also terrifying a little bit um, because it has been such a big part of my identity. Um, but, yeah, I think my work at the moment is, can you repeat the, the initial question? I feel like I've lost the yeah. thread.
1: Does your job make you feel happy and fulfilled? Why or why yeah.
0: not? Yeah, so um, it does now, um, and I think for a long time it didn't, which I touched on, um, and I was impatient on trying to find what would kind of make me feel full. Um, my main job and the thing that I I find I'm really loving in this moment is teaching those more subtle practices, also doing tarot readings, um, teaching in that trauma-informed space is really cool. And I love the community that I get to build there. Um, They're just so excited to see me every week. Um, And I also have been doing some support work for elderly women, Um, And that's been really special in that I get to use um, my second language, which is Spanish, but also I think it just teaches me around this idea of patience and, um, yeah, just this kind of constant evolution of, of work. And I think it's important to say, like, all the different things that I do as well because maybe someone's listening out there that is in the nine to five and doesn't see a way out, much like I didn't. Um, And now I have all these different kind of buckets of income that support me. And it doesn't have to be just one way. Um, The other thing which I was saying to Tanya I was doing this morning was blending teas. Um, So like, there's just a variety of things that like, I pop in and out of um, some things are regular weekly things and some things um, kind of happen every now and again, maybe every other week or every month. Um, And I like that variety as well. I found that it's good to have a bit of a routine and structure, um, but I also really enjoy having little things that surprise me along the way. Amazing. Is there anything that you
1: are particularly excited about at the moment in work, for one, and then Mm. in your life as another one? Yeah.
0: Um, I'm really excited to birth this um, yoga nidra. Uh, I think there's a little maybe weekly or fortnightly offering that's going to come out of it. and I've just kind of been sitting with it. And at the moment, I know it's still not the right time. And I know I will be given the, the moment when to share. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited about that because I see, you know, when I share it in my weekly classes or in my monthly yin and restorative, how valuable and how profound it can be. Um, so that to me is really exciting to kind of be able to shift the gears a little bit in my work, um, with something that I use daily. Um, and then in life, obviously the, the big, the big one is the baby or the baby, um, the baby. <laughs> <laughs> as Moira would say, if you're, um, a Schitt's Creek fan, uh, <laughs> and yeah just like i guess what comes what comes with that and um Mm. this chapter, a new challenge a new experience uh, a new identity um it feels exciting to kind of and scary um (laughs) to be venturing in that direction yeah
1: amazing thank you so much for sharing all of that Um, And just, you know, continuing to offer your magic into the world, your generosity, your steadiness, your um, yeah, availability and openness. Um, Yeah, it's a it's a joy and a privilege to be doing this podcast with you and to be your friend. And I hope everyone really enjoyed, you know, getting to know our dear Agatha. Um, Thank you, love. Please let us know, guys. Yeah, if you want to know more, ask us. We will will offer (laughs) it. And um, where, where can people go to learn more about you and engage in your work?
0: Yeah, um, so agathacarmen.com is my website. Um, I try to keep that up to date with all the good stuff. Um, and I am on Instagram under the same name, just a dot, agathacarman. Um, and I'm currently on a little pause from my newsletter because I'm re figuring out what that looks like Um, Mm -hmm. but if you do go to my Instagram or website it is portals of change Um, so you can sign up to it um, and then you'll get an email once I'm ready to rebirth that space a little bit Um, so yeah that's where where I'm mostly at (laughs) amazing thank you so much was there anything else yeah of course this podcast as well we're always yeah, this is having some deep chats here <laughs> um
1: is there anything else you want to share that's just on the tip of your tongue that you
0: want to you know voice before we close this time off um no and just thank you for giving me the space as well I really appreciate um yeah just the the honoring of of who I am as well really really nice to just be co-hosting with you week in and week out <laughs> Mm, a celebration of you today. Well, thank you everyone so much.
1: Thank you Agatha and we will see you in 2 weeks. Thanks for dropping
0: Thanks. in. Thank you.